0: All right, folks, what is going on? This is episode 313 of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am BF Baller. Over here, we talk about Georgia Southern and Atlanta Falcons football. Um, Eagle Nation, this episode is for you. I have been doing so much when it comes to Atlanta Falcons football with all the turmoil that has been happening and everything that's been going on with that team. I have not, and I should have done this earlier, I have not taken the time to talk about the spring practice press conference and my thoughts of spring practice. So what I want to do now, I want to give you a recap of the spring practice press conferences from all four of the coaches that did a press conference. I'm going to give you my opinion and I took some notes. I watched all of the press conference. I'm going to give you my opinion and what I think about everything under that umbrella. If this is your first time here welcome to the first and frame rate show i am vf baller over here we talk about georgia southern and atlanta falcons football once again uh welcome 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 if you don't mind as you walk in the door to listen to what i have to say hit the like button share this uh content subscribe to the channel especially if you're interested in this content because every day at nine a.m. I try my best to give you the best content possible. I'm also on Rumble if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're on listening to this on Rumble, I'm um if I'm if you're listening to this on YouTube, I'm also on Rumble. And if you're on Rumble, I'm also on YouTube. So that's how it goes on that end. Now if you want to listen to the audio side of things, I am on Anchor Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcasts. So you can listen to me at your leisure anytime you get ready and also at the end of the day if you really really like this content you're passionate about this content and you want to support this content a little further all the links down below to uh donate is right down there so thank you just for showing up that just goes a long way let your friends know what i'm doing over here all right let's go ahead and get into this georgia southern 2022 spring practice has started Uh, it's so exciting so football is going on I took some notes from every press conference that they had of these four great guys. Uh, I'm going to talk about those, and I'm going to give you a final thought on all of this. Um, just, to, just, as this just to begin to start off, I'm going to start off with Coach Helton. And man, before I start with Coach I want to say that we are very, 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 Fortunate to have what we have here at Georgia Southern. This could have been a disaster after after a three and nine season. This staff that Coach Helton put together and what he's bringing to the table is phenomenal. We couldn't ask for anything better. We are spoiled beyond belief based on everything that has happened to us at Georgia Southern from this whole uh, program being revitalized in the '80s. We really are, and hopefully people will get to see that and appreciate this as it's going. Coach Helton started off. Biggest changes that he wanted to do with this uh, organization or this program is accountability. It's so one of the things that he talked about. One of the first things he wanted to get out there is um, he wants accountability of his players. Uh, and that's uh, a big, big bulletin point for him. Want these guys to go out there and play as hard as they want to, as hard as they can't, not as hard as they want to, hard as their ability and want them to play at the highest level. But they want them to be accountable for what they do and don't do. That, that's just the main thing with um, the, the beginning stages of what he wants to bring to the table. As far as quarterbacks go, he said he want uh, the quarterback to be the face of the Eagles and also able to be productive on the field. So that, that goes with a double-edged sword. He wants them to be the face of the Eagles, so he wants them to be a stand-up person off the field, but they want them to be productive on the field. So that goes back to the accountability thing that he's been talking about. Also, from what I take from this, the practices are going to be on every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday as far as the spring practice. He wants to maximize every opportunity and wants the practices to be intense as as, pos- as possible with physical and they want them to learn and they want that you so with that being said, they want them to be very physical and want them to be uh, learning a lot. so they want them to have high intelligence as they go on with uh, getting this program together. They want them to be better every day. And and that's another thing that he taught, another thing that he wanted to uh put um out there in the forefront. Um he did talk about a few players, and um I want to get into that because that's pretty much uh the first half of his press conference. This you know, this the second half basically talked about um the players. He talked about Justin Tomlin and I, I want to word this as simple as possible and straightforward as possible. So you kind of get the gist of what he was saying without necessarily, you know, saying it or whatever. So basically, what he wanted to do or what he said was they they had an honest conversation with Justin Tomlin about his status on the team and where they're going you know what that that's code word for, and I don't want to get too negative, but you know what that's code word for. If you have an honest conversation about what he's doing, the good thing about it is he's still going to be able to graduate at Georgia Southern. And that's, that's a, that's a phenomenal thing because in some cases, if you get moved off the team, sometimes they, you know, in some cases they will remove you from the school as well. So he's going to be able to graduate. So that's, that's pretty cool. But the honest conversation is something that we at you know, uh, Eagle nation kind of saw the writing on the wall last year in the middle of the season, what Justin Thomas was able to do and the things that he was not able to do. I think he's a phenomenal talent. Um, Unfortunately, um, in my opinion, after the injury that he had against Appalachian state, when we were dominating that game per se, you know, after we, we were dominating that game, we was at like 14 or nothing. And he goes down with the ankle injury a- after that game. He hasn't been the same. And it's really unfortunate because, uh, you know, injuries can take a toll on players, not just in the physical. I don't know if it's anything outside of physical, but you can clearly tell that he's regressed since that game. So um, that's basically what happened with him. Another player, Eldrick Robinson, made the personal decision to enter the transfer portal. Coach Helton was asked about that and he respected the the decision and he wants him to uh, be the best he can be wherever he goes. I think Eldrick Robinson wasn't a, was a phenomenal player as a freshman. And, um, I felt that he could have been one of the, the great Georgia Southern Eagles that come through the school. If you'd have stayed all those three or four years. Um, I, I did a GS spotlight on him on this channel a while back, which I really, you know, look, I really appreciated the fact that he, he stepped up in the midst of all the injuries that we had at linebacker. And, um, is it, it hate to see him go, but like I said, Coach Helton respected his decision. I respect his decision, and he also understands there's a give and take with the transfer portal. You know, you you lose some players like Eldrick Robinson, but you gain other players like a Christian Varner. So it it is a give and take. He also said there's still spots available on the transfer for um players in the transfer or for the transfer portal. So they can get more players if need be. He feels that there are going to be more uh, players available after spring practice. Depends on what other coaches at other schools feel about certain players. So just be on the lookout for that. Overall, he likes the talent on offense. He likes the way they're developing and he's very thankful that we have all these uh, veterans coming back The Bradley Glenn's, the the Justin Ellis, the Dylan Springer's of the world. He, he really loves the fact that they're here because it bridges a gap between what the tradition of Georgia Southern is to uh, uh, what these new guys coming in and them learning the, the, the tradition. It bridges a gap. It really helps the coaching staff do more with more personnel, basically. they can Some players can see the tradition of Georgia Southern through a player's eyes instead of the coach's eyes. You also have to understand Outside of Coach Whitley, none of these coaches really was entrenched in what Georgia Southern tradition was. They're learning it on the fly, too. So it really helps that you have these um, these 5th, 6th, and 7th year seniors, I guess you want to call them that, seniors, um, on the team. So it really helps. So that was pretty much the gist of Clay Helton's uh, press conference. I'm going to jump over to um, uh, offensive Coordinator Ellis. Uh I can't remember his first name i uh please um please uh uh you know please uh respect my mind. I I I forget with I'm not good with names. Ellis said he believes in Georgia Southern and 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 coach Clay Helton. It's one of the reasons why he came to the school. He loved the way what the running backs are doing. He feels like there's a lot of work that need to be done because they're implementing a new uh scheme and these court running backs are talented. Uh, our guys on the outside could really say like, "Oh, J.D. King, Jalen White, you know, um, you know, Joe Green—they're they're phenomenal athletes. They can run the ball better than anybody. Got but, but we also have to understand those guys ran the ball under a totally different system than what they're running now. So there's a lot to learn. A lot of stuff is mental. So he loves the fact that they put the put in the work to be better, and he said he'll put this running back um, group up against any other group in the country. Now, if you really think about that, that's not as far fetched as you think. Because if you look across the entire country, you may see one, maybe two running backs. If you're lucky, three running backs on the squad, on a team, that that, that, that can be really productive. And I'm talking about from FCS all the way up to the big powerhouses like Alabama or, um, or Georgia. You may have that group where you have like three running backs that are good legitimately Georgia Southern has like five. You know what I mean? You got JD King. You got Jalen White. You got Gerald Green. You still, you got, um. I was going to say Dalen Cobb, but he's a he's the athlete. You got the guy that's coming from Florida. You got Omar Caspi. You know what I'm saying? You got a, you got a lot of guys here that can run the ball. So it's not as far fetched. You got five guys that's ready to go. And there was a question about how many running backs you're going to use on the field at a certain time. You know, Ellis already said, look, he'll use the best 11 guys on the field, no matter if it's two or three running backs at a time. The main thing to them is to score points. So with that being said, if it takes to use that many running backs to score points, that's what's going to happen. The O-line was an issue last year with a lot of false starts, some holding calls or whatever the case may be. They also asked him how they're going to address that. He basically said that um, they felt like they hired the best uh, offensive line coach in America. And they're going to get they have the talent and they're going to build them up from what they know and move all bad habits and bring in new habits and um, have them to be the best they can be. A lot of guys are gaining weight through the weight training. Shout out to uh, Steiner, the strength and conditioning coach. But he, he says he got these guys ready to go and they're going to continue to push them to be ready to be on the offensive line. And it's, the way to do that not just with the offensive line, but with QBs and everybody on offense, they're trying their best to simulate game day in practice. It's so another thing that he talked about. They want to simulate game day situations in practice and want them to um, deal with and overcome adversity that they may seem see in a real game. Now, one thing that I want to talk about now, Coach Helton said he wanted the quarterback to be face of the Eagles. Ellis took it a step further. Ellis said he's been impressed with all the quarterbacks, but haven't seen it. I'm going I want you guys to hear me out. Listen to this. He said he's been impressed with all the QBs, but haven't seen a kid work as hard as Cam Ransom. That's special. We knew Cam Ransom was special. And even with all these quarterbacks in here, and everything that's going on with the with Van Trees, the David Dallas's, Zach Roseman, Connor uh, Sogelski. It, it 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 from what I mean. This is one player that he, he 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 didn't talk about any other player. He talked about I mean he talked about like J D King and Amari Jones you know getting some weight on him or whatever. He's been talking about that, but he hasn't talked about a Pacific player like he talked about Cam Ransom. He said he haven't seen a kid work as hard as Cam Ransom, and that is that says a lot in a press conference. You point a kid out in a positive light like that. Just just keep that tidbit up there when you're thinking about the quarterbacks, because I always thought Cam Ransom was good. Uh, Connor Sogalski did surprise me last year with some of the things that he's doing, and some people got at my neck. They went at my neck and said, "Oh, you were high about Cam Ransom." But hey, look, it's okay to be high on both on, on as many players as, as you want. I'm not going to sit here and deny nobody's talent. You know, Sogalski has talent. But Cam Ransom, I've always seen Cam Ransom like as a different breed ever since we got him from Lakewood, Florida. I mean, I, I I talked about him extensively. I did videos on him. You know, I talked about him when we first recruited him and got him committed. Don't be surprised if he ends up being a starter. I'll just leave it at that. They want to install everything uh, that he wants to install everything to these quarterbacks and everybody on offense. Or offensively. He wants them to know everything. So there's nothing that's going to hold back as far as what they're going to learn in practice, what they're going to learn preseason, what they're going to learn throughout the season. And at the end of the day, he wants them to have, he wants to have one starter at QB, but he wants the other guys ready. Because injuries happen, you know, anything can happen where the quarterback can't go, or um, it could be a situation where the guys just get better because they, they you know, they, they're they ready to go. They can end up just being better in practice throughout the year. So, I found that very interesting, you know, with Ellis in the offense because the offense is a big deal at Georgia Southern because a lot of people don't know what kind of offense we're running. We know we're getting away from the option game, so that 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 is probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest thing, at Georgia Southern. What the offense is going to look like because the defense, that's just you know the defensive scheme is just going to be the defensive scheme, and I don't think defense is really that big of an issue the last few years outside of a few injuries with mcbride and tyler bride and 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 canteen or whatever the case may be before i get into the defense i want to talk about coach west special teams coach and how much he thinks highly of anthony beck he thinks anthony beck could be is a good leader he's a great leader He feels like he's a player's coach and um he just feels like he's he said he has like this this aura or or this moxie about him that he feels like he's a a quarterback playing punter. <laughs> you know? It, it's kind of hard to explain how he said it. You just, I mean, it, it, that's just like the, what I t- took from that. He also said there's going to be an open competition for all special team players. So, um, uh, what's his name? Alex Rayner, uh, Britton Williams, and all the other guys. They're going to be in deep competition. Now, personally, I don't have nothing against Rayner. I said this before, but I'm a big fan of Brenton Williams. I'm a big fan of him so just just something to put out there just just be just look on out just look into that down the road he also explained and said that kicking was like golfing i found that really interesting that I, I don't want to go too far into that but i kind of understand where you know ball trajectories spin and hooking and hook the ball in i, I kind of get it but one fun fact before i get into coach uh well harris the defensive coach, what I want to get into um next. He was close with, um Coach West was coach uh, close with with Coach Ellis. So they have some history. So that, that just goes back to the type of, you know, the camaraderie that you, that Coach Helton is creating. Guys that kind of knew each other, you know, Clay Hilton known, Coach Harris and all the other guys that was on the staff or they worked together before. I'm telling you, we are very, very fortunate to have a team like this that is at the coach in um, Helm. I feel like we probably got the best coaching staff in the Sun Belt. Now, I don't think that's up for debate, but we'll get to that. then when we cross that bridge or get to that bridge, coach Will Harris is the, was the former cornerbacks coach at, uh, at Washington. And I find him probably be the most fascinating guy that we're bringing in here. Um, because this guy was a part of a top five, top four, um, team in Washington. He put a pretty good defense together, um, at the secondary, and a lot of those guys are probably going to be going in the NFL. They're not probably they will be going to NFL draft, and you cannot ask for a better defensive back coach, turn defensive coordinator right now at Georgia Southern. I mean, we we knocked it out of the park with him too, in my opinion. And I notice a lot of people saying this like we haven't seen, uh, we haven't seen them play a lick of ball yet. But you look at these guys, uh, these guys' uh, resume. It's hard to dispute that. So what Harris said he 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 realized he has great guys here but the main thing is no matter how much their talent is and how well they um how well they understand the game he wants them to continuously always focus on detail and because you're here at Georgia Southern he felt like there's no difference or drop off in talent the guys here at Georgia Southern are just as good as the guys he had at Washington and it's good to implement that so These guys don't feel intimidated, like, okay, I gotta live up to expectations. No, he's like, you're already there. You don't have to live up to any expectations. You're already there. Just go out there and listen to the, uh, pay attention to detail and communicate, which I'll get to the communication part in a second, and be your best. You're already there. And you love coaches that think like that. One thing he also said that he's big on film study, he loves the fact that he has guys already in the film that's watching. And, and to be honest with you, when you look at college, you don't hear much about that. You, you, you know what happens, but when you hear about film study, you mostly think about the NFL quarterbacks going to watch the film on Tuesday. You kind of know how that goes, but it's good to see that as a defensive coach, he's already has them out there looking at film. He's telling them, um, what they, what he sees compared to what they see. They got to understand what's going on on offense. So they watch the film and, um, he broke down tapes of themselves playing and players when he was at Washington, so they're they're getting all of that information from a Power Five school to a Group of Five school, and even though these guys at Group Five, I don't think that doesn't diminish their talent. I think they're still good at play anywhere in the country. And Coach uh, Will Harris really, you know, let them know that. Um, he can't wait to work with Derek canteen I can't. I don't blame him. I'm pretty sure Derek canteen name ranked all over the country the year they had those the league. Um, the NFL. Oh man, NFL. I'll talk about that in a second. The FBS leading. He left the FBS. FBS in interception. So I know he really wants to get um more implement implemented. Implement. Uh, I guess I said the right. I don't know. He wants to implement himself more to get Derek canteen to understand. You know how he works and how he can get better. He thinks very highly of D- um, Dylan Springer, and that um, that just goes back to the sixth, fifth, fifth, sixth, and seventh year uh, guys that are coming back to help uh, and win some football games. So he thinks he thinks Dylan Springer has that attitude. Bradley Glenn the same way. Justin Ellis the same way. He's happy that these guys are here to keep the culture going from what Georgia Southern is about up until uh, going back to the players that are coming in. You know, Coach Helton said the same thing. He loves the fact that those guys stand because there's a bridge that goes between the two, you know, and that's awesome. And um, they, they, the the media asked him what lured him to Georgia Southern, and he said the tradition of Georgia Southern, thinking about Erk Russell and everything that the championships and all this and the things that they were able to do and um, also having a relationship with Coach Helton. And last but not least, I would be remiss if I wouldn't talk about this, he said he didn't know Coach Whitley, but he got the chance to talk to him, and as soon as they started talking, he knew that it was going to work out, and that's one of the great things to wrap this up. For the most part, it's really good to see a guy like Coach Whitley, a guy who played under Irk Russell, who won national titles under uh, a national title under irk Russell, came around, uh, went to throughout the state of Georgia, the high school football coach and had success at that level come down here and was able to watch everything unfold and was able to put, basically put him in a situation that was really tough for him. And I love the fact that uh, coach Helton did him a solid and kept him on the staff. And not only that with coach Whitley and a guy like Will Harris together, knowing the information that coach Whitley knows about the state of Georgia with a guy like, um, Will Harris that is willing to not, well, not not just willing, but he's capable of pulling top tier talent and getting those guys to be the best they can be untapping talent that they don't have those two guys together. That's a beautiful thing. That that's awesome to see that at the end of the day. And um, I'm, I'm very proud that we have this staff here. I think we're going to be very special Throughout this whole ordeal. And I know a lot of people looked at Georgia Southern a certain way and they were saying that, you know, this is not gonna work out. You know, the coach here is is a retread of his failures at USC. Why do we have him here? Um, he's gonna ruin the program. Listen, man. I I don't know about y'all, but I'm taking a shot on this. I've been going in on I've been going in for all in with Georgia Southern since the late 80s. I'm not going to stop now. People can say what they want about this coaching staff. Or they can say what they want about this team. They can talk about all the shenanigans that happened last year. All the losses of players and football games. You can say all you want. I'm still going to be here. And I, I love what I see right now. This is something really good brewing at, 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 at in Statesboro. And I'm going to be here for it. I'm going to love every bit of it. Now, I hope it turns into some form of success. I already said on record, I think this team can win eight games with what they have. But with this staff, and you got a staff like this, and, and we haven't even talked about Ryan Applin or the offensive line coach. They, we haven't talked much about the strength and conditioning coach and the nutritionists that are helping these guys get bulk up muscle. And uh, the linebackers, so we haven't talked about those guys. You know, we, we're very fortunate, and I think a lot of people start to turn around and see that at the end of the season, and they don't think that this is some type of PR stunt for Coach Elton. I believe Coach Elton is very serious about um, turning this team into a, a national powerhouse. And if you when you got power five players, I mean, not power five, when you have a group of five players with power five coaches, those guys could play at a power five level in the Sun Belt. Everybody who's in the Sun Belt right now, y'all better take notice. These guys here aren't playing around. These guys are here to win football games. And whatever y'all had going on in the Sun Belt with the coaches that y'all have, I feel like we have the best coach in the Sun Belt. I feel like we have the best staff in in, in the Sun Belt. And all they have to do is put it together for these players and teach it to them and show them with the detail, the discipline, and uh, and showing their ability to be the best. I can't wait to see this happen. If you like this content, hit the like button. Share this content. Subscribe to the channels if you haven't already. YouTube or Rumble. Subscribe to all these podcast avenues. Anchor, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple, Google. Go ahead. Give me a five star rating on the Apple Podcast uh rating. All these other ratings that they have at these other uh, podcast areas give me a high rating Let people know what I'm doing over here The higher the rating the more eyes will get on here And the more eyes get on here Is the more dialogue that you can have with fellow Eagles Or even guys who are dissenting And don't like the Eagles or Fal- Falcons You can talk to them in, this, in the comment section Of This video Or even on the premiere when I do premieres You guys Are making this go and I really appreciate it and you know friday i'll be back with another with another uh episode no telling what we'll be talking about as far as falcons at georgia southern but it's gonna be something under that umbrella also at the end of the day if you don't mind if you want to donate you can click any of those links in the description and uh that will be awesome either way but i thank you for making it this far i really appreciate you and i'll see you guys on friday all right y'all y'all take it easy. Y'all be blessed. Peace.